it's you. Come on in. Welcome to the scum bar. Welcome to the Scumbar Podcast, episode 40, where we talk movies, video games, pop culture, books, hero brine, and everything in between. I'm your host, Matt Brush, and with me today, for the 40th time ever, my co-host. Has it been 40? Anthos! Anthos! Yes, this is episode 40. 40th time. I was thinking, like, have I ever missed any? And you just did, like, a solo <laughs> podcast. But no, 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 I've been a part of You've every, been single, every one. single one. Yeah. yeah With cool. me through and through, like, thick and thin. And just like every single episode, I'm going to tell you a joke. Awesome. I am usually ready for it, so I'm ready for it now. I'm going to see if you can get this one. You might be able to. <laughs> Don't what? you normally try to see if I can get it? <laughs> what is a pirate's least favorite vegetable? Um... Vegetable carrot, no. Potato, no. <laughs> and everything in my head has to be with an accent, and that's why it's, it's not that's how the joke works. No. Uh, garlic. <laughs> Is that that's not even? A, oh, that's more like a plant. It at least makes a bit more sense than that. <laughs> uh, man, I, I don't know if I'm gonna sp- turnip. Uh, <laughs> that's closer. That's not bad. Oh, is it actually? Well, I mean, it's at least that makes sort of sense. <laughs> Tater toss. Nah, I don't think I'm going to get it. <laughs> it is a leak. Ah, ooh. Hey. Oh, I like that one. I like that one. I know. Not bad. Cool. A leak. I saw it and went, that is the perfect one. <laughs> the perfect one. The perfect one. Perfect one. Yeah, that was good. Thoughts, I like it. Do you have any yield news? I think we talked about this before. Do we have any news? Um, Actually, I got a couple. I got a few things. Oh, Uh, okay. Shocker. Let's go ahead. Oh, it's you. And Antho is now with the report. Oh, what is that? Oh, it's... (laughs) That's that's the beginning of our podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Why do I know that? I know that. I hear that every single time I edit these. Uh, (laughs) Um, Oh, it's you. uh, (laughs) Come on in. (laughs) Welcome (laughs) to the scum bar. We should just redo the whole theme, but it's our voices. It's nothing is like pre-recorded. <laughs> um, so yeah, as always, my news will start off with something more like uh, about my life, <laughs> not like right. about the global scale. But um, so recently, my my wife's gonna hear me and she's gonna be like, oh, "You're really talking about this?" But um, so we found this new Italian restaurant by our place, Ooh. and uh, since it since we heard about it or since the first time we've been which was maybe like two weeks ago two or three weeks ago i think two weeks ago i've been there three times <laughs> so the first time was with okay so like it yeah it's recently recently opened up it's called manja cucina manja uh, yeah so it's um just like a very small very small restaurant it's one of those like it looks like it's a heritage house um, so you have to walk up the stairs and it's like the upper floor of this house looking place and it's pretty small like they probably don't see more than 25 30 people I think something like that um, anyway yeah so we went there 
I went with uh, my wife and we tried of the three things we ordered, only one of them was on the menu. The other two were the features, and they were the features were so good. One was an arugula salad with really, really nice, like fresh, creamy, bur- or like a very cre- fresh feeling, uh, creamy burrata cheese um, with uh, balsamic burrata. reduction and. Uh, and oh, and so the croutons—they're like deep-fried Parmesan bread cubes, and okay. like the best kind of croutons I've ever had. Um, uh, my my wife mentioned it when we were, um, like as we finished, we she asked what they were. I guess what how they were made or what they were, and I can't remember if we asked for this part but then maybe they offered like oh i can bring you some extras if you want and so they brought this little cup with like extra croutons and it was great and then the rest of the food we had was great mine was uh i had a red wine a red wine linguine so it's linguine that's like like they're like purpley kind of red linguine with a gorgonzola cheese sauce Oh, oh my gosh. Man, it was holy oh. smokes. Yeah, so we really liked it. And then I went back with my parents for my dad's birthday. He turned 85 last week. Oh, good for him. Uh, yeah. Um, and he doesn't normally, so he's Italian. He doesn't normally like eating out Italian food. He prefers like home cooked. And whenever right. we go out, like he, if we go to an Italian restaurant, he might not order pasta. He might get something that's like more like a, like a beef or like, or like a meat kind of dish. Right. Um, but anyway, he tried, uh, he had another, he had a feature. It was uh, a veal shank with a risotto. Oh, oh just so good. Uh, and yeah, this when is again. the food cast. <laughs> we are not yeah, going to go over exactly. it. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And then um, I went again just, uh, yeah, the other day for uh, my my mother-in-law's birthday. So we went with their family and um, and uh, they had the the last arugula salad feature left because it's one of those things where like he'll go to the local like granville island to to check out like what ingredients are like good for the time being so Mm. um yeah we got the last one it's good as always everybody loved the croutons and then um all the feature dishes were really good too oh i could talk about it forever i want to go back right now (laughs) it sounds like you had a really good time man oh yeah when you are in town we will take you there Oh. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna Oof. have to go there now, it sounds like. Yes. Yes. Alright. Alright, oh, alright, alright. Man, I'm sad I'm not there right now. That's anyway. Okay. So yeah, so that's that's about that's that's what's new with me. Now what's new nice. with you? Mmm is new with me. Mmm. Well, at work, I'm now the IT guy who gets to order all that stuff in, and then when the boxes show up, you know, it's got my name on it. So then people oh. are calling up to the IT department like, yo, why is this box here? It's got your name on it. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. Those are mine. So then I come down there and I grab all these massive boxes of things that I've ordered, and I take them over to the IT department. So that's that's a fun thing. You're the it guy. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, so- it's, it's a good feeling because people don't know what, what's in the boxes. So. And these aren't personal orders that you're like or no. shipping there to bring no, home. They're work. actually for work. Okay. It's usually servers or server racks or it's going to be towers or monitors or something. So. Well, that's yeah. cool. Wait, how did you how did you evolve into this role? To IT? Yeah. To over time just becoming an IT person, I guess, just doing okay. all the stuff around me. Yeah. But cool. I mean, I, I normally normally <laughs> somebody else would be ordering this kind of stuff, but recently it's just it was put upon me and then now i've kind of adopted that as a new responsibility as my job so cool which is kind of nice because actually as an it person 
uh, little inside information on the bills. <laughs> well, yep. But if you're an IT person, if you're the one ordering all that stuff in, then it's also easier for you to keep track of the stuff that you have on, on hand. So if you've got uh, a big yeah. building like I've got, then it's hard to know all your inventory without doing a really nice inventory count, which we haven't done yet. So uh, because of that, all the stuff I'm ordering, you know, I at least know I've got these things. So that's really nice. Really wow, handy. You're like you're like the company's personal shopper. I, I get to be, yeah. <coughs> like friends. You're the Rachel. You're the Rachel. I get to shop for you a living. You get to shop for a living. Yes. Early friends reference. Oh Done. My gosh. Check. Good job. What are we at? Like six minutes in or something? Eight minutes in? Oh, man. Perfect. Our record is still four minutes. Four minutes is good. It took us that long? Okay. Well. Yeah, that was episode 37, I think. We did it in like four minutes. It was really fast. Okay, we, we can we can get it sooner than that. I'm sure we can do it. I, honestly, I, it's... it's it, <coughs> Four minutes, including the intro, though. I think I did, like, welcome to the Scumbar Podcast. Here's my co-host, Anthos, and you did your thing, and then did your friend's reference immediately after that. So I don't know if we can get much better How than that. How did I do that? Wow. I can't remember it, but you did it really quickly. So cool. that was episode 37. Good job. Mm-hmm. Or, no, 38. I'm sorry, episode 38. I don't know, one of them. It was maybe around there. Get it right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on to something I like to call Topic Topic Topic. Wait, I have more news. Oh, do you really? Yeah, I actually have. Oh, I'm sorry. I have real news. Let's move on to topic news. Okay, (laughs) topic ye old news. Um, this was um, uh, well, they'll just be like short, random news. But have you heard of the analog pocket? No. What is that? Okay, look it up. Um, it is a fair. I think it's a new kind of like. It's basically like a redone Game Boy Pocket, but it plays. Like I don't know, three or four, maybe five generations of Game Boy cartridges. Plus, I think it plays Sega cartridge too, like oh, Sega wow. Game uh, Game Gear. There's a lot of these kinds of things around, but this one looks like it's marketed really well. I like the design of it. Mm-hmm. It looks really nice. Like the design looks very like clean cut. Yeah. Um, what was something else that was really cool? Oh, you can get a dock so that if you're playing it, you can connect it to your TV, so you can actually play like your your Game Boy games and like put it on screen. I wow. think it also works with like the other cartridges that would come out like Game Shark or Game Genie, like those kind of extension cartridges. Wow, so, they make the screen look really like colorful. Like it looks really good as far yeah. as the screen goes. I hope it is that good. It looks really nice, yeah. So I saw just like a, a quick video about it and I'm really intrigued. Like I, I kind of want to jump on it, but I don't know if I will. I think that company also made a couple of... Super Nintendo, like other other kind of consoles that'll play like the retro games, and it sounds like right. they they do a lot better than some of the ones that have been released. Like like they re-release like the Sony PlayStation, um, like the Super oh, yeah. Nintendo and the Nintendo, right? And something about those for some reason they flopped or they didn't get a lot of good reviews, and I'm not really sure why. Um, it could be maybe the ca- storage capacity or I don't know, but uh, but yeah, these ones seem like they they could do pretty well. Yeah, I mean these are, these aren't bad. As, as somebody who you know is into emulation a little bit here, uh, this doesn't have any emulation capabilities, so you can't play any kind of ROMs or anything. True. And I'm not saying I I am not saying, and I sh- will never say that you should download ROMs online of uh, of first party content or even third party from uh, <laughs> underline <but>. download ROMs. <laughs> yeah. But massive butt, big old booty. Um, there are lots of people that do ROM hacks or things where it's yeah. uh, like full on new games that they're trying out and people will make new like Sega Genesis games for example and they'll create new ones and then 
put it onto a ROM file. And yeah. uh, for that sake, I, it makes it endless. And for that part of the community, I would love to have a machine exactly like this, but also be allowed to play those ROM hacks or be able to, let's say, have an update or a translation or something like that of a game I'm trying to play. I would love mm-hmm. to be able to do those things. And it seems like with this, they purposely have taken away that capability, probably more for a lawsuit than anything else. But it's just frustrating because if you had a retro pie or something, you could create something like this. You would need a 3D printer and all that, and you'd have to really get into this, the details. Or you could just buy this for 200 bucks. So, um, like, I, I get it, but I can't help but have that mindset where I'm, I'm wishing this had emulation. Mm. That being said, it's a really good-looking device. The screen is really vivid. That's yeah. one thing that's getting me. Like, seeing the Tetris photo they got there, the screen is really good-looking. Yeah. I would really want to play Pokemon on that. And it looks like you have to. Yeah, <laughs> it looks like you have to have the uh, the cartridges. But it's cool because like you have the old cartridges again that you can put to use. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. That um, is interesting. So okay, that's one news. My other news, it'll be kind of quick. Uh, New news is since the iPhone 11 has come out, mm-hmm. and considering how they have the layout for the cameras, have you seen it? No, I haven't actually. I didn't even know the thing. iPhone 11. Yeah, they've got the triple lens camera oh, on the back. Oh, so weird. Yeah. <laughs> what? So it, it looks like a spider. So <laughs> okay, look up iPhone 11 meme or iPhone 11 camera meme. Dude, this is a whole new world for me. I've never seen this. Oh, people are making it like the Schick Razor, or uh, the the sorry the electric razor where it's got the three yeah. prongs like that. So yeah. that's one. Um, uh, there's a frying pan on one where it's like hot. Uh, yeah. Elements. Now, do you see the Pikachu one? Oh, yeah. Pikachu one? <laughs> if you scroll down a little Whoa. bit further, uh, you'll see Arnold Schwarzenegger in a scene from Commando. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but it makes it like if you look um, like somebody made. I, well, I don't know if they actually made the case, but like if you get the uh, like a phone, the phone case or phone cover. Yeah. Um, let me see. If I can find you one like. It looks perfect. Um, did you see the coconut one? Or you could, yeah, I did see the coconut <laughs> one. You could just Google, um, or just search on Google, iPhone 11 uh, Arnold camera or something. Old camera. Maybe put camera case, I don't know. And then it'll make more sense. Yeah, iPhone oh, 11 yeah. Arnold camera case. Yeah, that's like, awesome. It matches up so well. That's so well done. <laughs> and then there's the the ones where people just kind of go crazy and they put like, you know those uh, those wobbly eyes that you can you glue onto things like when you're making little toys and whatever. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah. So somebody put a whole bunch of that like on the back of their phone because it just looks like a bunch of eyes. <laughs> and then I saw this other one where it was like iPhone 11 camera is triggering my trypophobia. You know oh, the oh yes yeah right? the, the yeah. stupid annoying trypophobia thing yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, I've seen that. Where you, I, I'm looking at one of them, and it's funny. It's not even talking about trypophobia, and I was actually getting that feeling from it because it's got all the dots all over it. It's like ugh. Yeah. I don't like it. So anyway, yeah, there's that. Wow. <laughs> I can't so. believe this is a thing. Who passed that? That looks so dumb. <laughs> What's the point of three cameras, anyways? Why do you need three? Uh, I don't know what the um, what the reasoning behind the technology is, but I know that with dual, triple, and quadruple in general, it's supposed to like the extra lenses are supposed to um, add to better depth effect. So when it's um, when the camera is processing the image, um, it's taking the the shot like the primary shot from the first lens and like the extra depth details from the other lenses, and then it compiles it. So basically, Weird. it's it's part of the whole like uh, computational. Uh, photography kind of aspect from what I understand 
which is like it's a thing you find in like digital cameras um, where it's just, yeah, it's pretty much putting together information from different shots. So it makes a better oh. overall image. It's supposed okay. to it's supposed to imitate like if you were to edit it af like after the fact already. So it's supposed to just do that for you. I think that's the point. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So that's that. And that's my Triple news. camera. That's the news. <laughs> All right. Let's move into topic number one. Number one. We got Juan talking about topic number one. Uh, Is it Anthos, me or you? Why don't you? It's gonna be you. Why don't you take on the first topic? It's gonna be me. It's um, gonna be you. Yo, so, yo, 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 yo. My, uh, like some of my previous topics, it's not really much of a topic, but more of just a fun well, kind I've of. I've got like, a short topic today too, so we might have a little bit of a shorter episode. We'll see. Yeah, that's fine. Um, <laughs> so, <laughs> my, um, my topic is oh, called "Could You See a Spinoff?" Could you see a spinoff? Could you see a spinoff? So, um, ooh, I like, yeah, this. like that's I, a good. Uh, that's a good topic. That's oh, a shucks. great Anthos classic topic. I love it. <laughs> Thanks. That's so good. <laughs> so I'll, uh, I've got I've got a few movies in mind, but if, if any come to if anything comes up to your um, oh, to your mind, it will. Well, it will come up to my mind. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, feel free to mention and like this. Um, I guess it could just be one of those like this is what I think and this is why, but it doesn't have to be. It could just be like yes, I could see spinoff next, and then sure, okay. we'll go from there. Uh, right. so first one and also like I don't even know if this would make sense for some of them because I don't know the whole history of of these movies but you might know a little bit better so you can tell me so could you see a spinoff if one isn't already done for James Bond oh it's you <laughs> Sorry, every time you say oh no I'm just gonna hear it's you <laughs> oh it's you uh <laughs> The spinoff for James Bond. Yeah, you know what? I don't know. I don't think there ever has been one. I could be proven wrong easily, but I don't. I don't think there's ever been a spinoff. But I, I could see it. I could with see it with who? like an agent that gets introduced in one of the movies that's helping Bond, and then that becomes an agent to have their own kind of thing. I could yeah. see them doing that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It's, yeah, definitely have to be something. Not, somebody from the agency, right? Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, it might be interesting to have a totally different perspective where you have Q as the uh, uh, spin-off. Exactly. Yeah, good, good. Okay, yes. <laughs> is that what you were thinking? What, what were you I, thinking th- about Q? That is exactly what I was thinking. Q, if anybody, I feel would be the one that they could do a spin-off of. And I think it's mm-hmm. because like we like he does a whole bunch of stuff behind the scenes, right? Like he's the right. he's the one behind all of his gadgets, uh, yeah. at least that I know of. Um, but like, what's the process for him, like putting it together and like, how did he get to this point where he could build all these gadgets, right? Like what's Ooh. his previous experience? What if James Bond dies or like the agent is like missing and then like now Q is thrust into the role and has to use the gadgets that he's created. Ah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, exactly. Cool. I like it. It's kind of I Johnny like English. If anybody watched that in Johnny English, he was part of the agency and then everyone on the agency got blown up at a funeral. So they lost yeah. all the agents immediately. And then yeah. Johnny English was the only one to be able to step up to the plate and become the agent. Yeah. So I just thought go. about it. Is is Get Smart supposed to be like the American Johnny English? Yeah, it's similar. It's like, uh, yeah, I guess so. Sure. Okay. Like a parody right. on spy flicks. Yeah, exactly. But, okay. But yeah, yeah. So but Johnny Q... English is like specifically a parody on James Bond. So. Yeah, for sure. Um... Anyways, yeah, so Q would be, Q is the character that I would see if they were to do a spinoff. Other ones I kind of find wouldn't make as much sense or I feel like it would be difficult to build content because like, at least with Q, there's so much existing already. 
So, what? Did you see, suddenly, did you see the light go on? Suddenly shadows walk past you and lights go on. It's oh, creepy. Yeah, yeah that's Halloween my wife. Halloween was last episode. <laughs> my wife's a shadow. Apparently. Yeah. Um. What's, uh, oh, do you want me to think of one or do you have another one? I've got more, but if, if you have one in mind. I haven't been thinking of one, so you go ahead. Give me okay, sure. <laughs> uh, okay, next is Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh. <laughs> in the castle of ah. <laughs> um, so I love Pirates of the Caribbean. I've talked about it so many times, but I love this series. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't actually like the third or any of the ones after that. Right. Um, I only like the first and the second movies, and I would love to see it come back and do well. Every single time they try to bring back a Pirates movie, I'm always like, yes, do well this time, you know? So if yeah. they could do a spinoff and do it right, uh, I'd be so happy. Yes. Yes. But a if thousand they did, times, yes. Okay. Because <laughs> like, I'm, I'm trying to picture which characters that I would be inclined to watch, and it would not be either of uh, Orlando Bloom or Keira Knightley's characters, but if anybody, it would be Bar- Captain Barbosa. Well, this might be a case of well, that's a that's an interesting point with Barbosa, but this might be a case of world being the character that you bring across, but not the characters. So, like the setting oh, okay. is the reoccurring character, but not the characters themselves. Um, oh, interesting. I'm give you an example of that, but in this, it would be let's say like it's totally new pirates and like totally different tales and mythologies and all that. Maybe even a different time period, but it's the same world that we were introduced to in Pirates of the Caribbean. So maybe it's like, mm. maybe it's a hundred years before the movie Pirates of the Caribbean or something, right? Like maybe this is way before Jack Sparrow. This is way before David. Maybe we have Davy Jones it's, as a it's human. It's with John Blue Jay. <laughs> John Blue Jay, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, maybe Davy Jones is like a human or something and he's one of the main characters. Maybe yeah. you could do something like that. Uh, and he's young and he's maybe not the main character. He's like on the crew of the main character or something, right? So I think uh. that might be the direction that would be best because it's then totally rebooting. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, same universe, so it's actually a spinoff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's kind of cool. Um, so I would, I think this is like totally just for jokes, and I, I don't think this would ever. Ha- I'm sure it would never happen. Hey, this and is a serious podcast. Get your jokes out of here. All right, Get them well, out of here. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, so with uh, I'm thinking to like basically all of the villains, um, because they all have some sort of history where. They at one time they were human and now they're whatever it is they are. Like oh, other yeah. than Captain Barbosa, like he was brought back, right? But then afterwards was David Jones and he's like Bill Nye as the Squid Face. Uh, and then <laughs> he was Bill Nye, um, the science guy. Yes. <laughs> um, and then who was after David Jones? I see. Yeah. I don't know. The third one, I can't remember. Isn't that just uh, David Jones again? Well, David Jones no. rides again. Uh, well, that's uh, wait. Um. No, that uh, the third one is um, Barbosa and Davy Jones. Shoot, is that the that's not the Fountain of Youth one, is it? No. Oh, uh, maybe. I'm not sure. The third one's the one where they have to flip the ship upside down, and then like night becomes day, day becomes night, or something. And Jack yeah. is like cloned uh, into like a billion Jacks. The song is uh, up is down. So actually, my wife and I, we our favorite soundtrack is from that movie. Oh right. Um, and we actually for our wedding we used um. Uh, the song "Drink Up Me Hard Is Yo Ho" as our entrance song. Right, right, right. I yeah, that. so yeah, um, yeah. That one. Why can't I remember now? But it might have been um, okay. At one point, there's oh no, on Stranger Tides is uh, Salma Hayek's dad. He's kind of like the villain, and that's the Fountain of Youth one. Okay. Um, oh, I can't. Maybe maybe it is just Davy Jones again. I can't remember. But um, 
I think I think there's also like the Asian uh, yeah yeah, company, yeah right. trading company or whatever, and that's played by like somebody. Uh, Ken Watanabe is in that yeah, one, right? But, uh, he's a good guy, though, isn't he? I don't think he's a he bad guy. He plays a good guy. Yeah. Yeah. But um, there is, like, some strife there. And, yeah, I'm pretty sure David Jones is the ultimate villain in the third one still. Right. Um, well, anyway. Oh, and Calypso then, is, like, the world Calypso, uh, yeah. villain in the third one. But, yeah. Yeah. She, like, becomes this giant yeah. thing. And, uh, yeah. So then in, in the recent <laughs> one, is it called Dead Men Tell No Tales? The one with uh, Javier Bardem? Yeah. I believe yeah. that's what it's called. Yeah. Oh, I love that animation of him. But anyway, so yeah, these are all characters who have kind of like morphed into this like whatever being they are now. So as a as a fun kind of thing to watch, it'd be cool to see if they were all in the spinoff, like the origin spinoff. They were all on a ship together, captained by the same. Maybe they were captained by Jack's dad, and then they all Ooh. split off and did their own, uh, like formed their own crew or something like that. Oh, but yeah. yeah. That sounds good. I'll be down with that. Cool. All right. Let's do it. That. Let's do it. Let's make it right now. I'm, I'm ready. I'm okay. Ready. Um, I haven't thought of a movie yet. So spin off on spin off of Titanic. Is that possible? Can we I do guess it? So. <laughs> I guess I was thinking like a spin off would make more sense if it was coming out of like an existing movie franchise, but I guess it doesn't have to be. No, it could be a single movie. They don't want to make a sequel, so they want to make a spinoff. Let's see. What would the spinoff be about? The oh, it's iceberg? Hard to, it's, it's hard to differentiate spinoff to sequel. <laughs> the iceberg would be the spinoff. <laughs> yeah. The yeah. iceberg how, decides to go on an adventure. <laughs> like, <laughs> how, how did the iceberg come to be? It started off as a little ice cube. Okay, here we go. Here we go. Animated film. It's Pixar. And yeah, it's after the Titanic sinks. Um, yeah, the iceberg feels so bad about what it did. Also, it broke off a little bit, so it's like floating away in the ocean, and it feels so bad about what it did. And then it meets some crazy characters, let's say a polar bear and uh, and like some other characters, like a narwhal or something. And it meets them, and they go on this crazy Finding Nemo esque adventure together. That's the movie. <laughs> That's the <Great>. spinoff. <laughs> Great. Done. Okay, I just thought of another spinoff. Okay. Or well, a different kind of tie-in. Titanic is the spin-off to Ice Age. Whoa! <laughs> so after Mind all blown. the Ice Age movies, one, one same iceberg... Same universe. <laughs> yeah, same universe. One iceberg lasted throughout all of history and was that one that hit the Titanic. Oh, I just thought of a new game for us and it's called Make the Same Universe or something like that. Ooh, I like that. Ooh, that should be a topic for like, one of the next. You have to name two different uh, properties and make them connect somehow properties like, like a solid and a liquid no like ips like uh oh i see <laughs> yeah like like that's my monopoly the game is, is an international property or what does the i stand for intellectual oh, no. intellectual is that it intellectual yeah. property Intelli- okay. isn't it i hope so i don't remember now i can't remember all right or else it's internet protocol no it's not internet protocol uh, I'm going to keep getting internet protocol. <laughs> <laughs> well, if you type IP and then put property. Property rights. It should be intellectual property. Yes, it is. Intellectual okay. property rights. But intellectual property, I guess, is it. Anyways, Monopoly is one. And then, like, Lord of the Rings is another. So you would then say, these are in the same universe. <laughs> oh, sweet. <laughs> That'd be tough. Uh, uh, I got it. I got it. I got it. Okay. okay go the ahead. One, the one ring to rule them all. So after Smeagol... 
or golem, whatever. He landed. He landed in that fire pit. He actually yeah. threw the ring. Like we didn't see it. Like maybe the the scene actually happened to uh, like it cut just after. Cause like the ring. I think it what. Oh no, we saw it melt. Okay, whatever. Maybe somebody else had a ring. And then that ring lasted through time and became oh. one of one of the one of the players, one of the things that you use to be to represent a player in Monopoly. Yep. Okay. That's it. Alright. <laughs> I did it. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Can't wait till uh, we play this game. Yeah, okay. Well that's gonna be one of our new games. It's gonna be temporary. I'm gonna put it in now so I remember. Uh, why don't you name another movie that we can do a thing on? Okay, Terminator. Ooh, Terminator. Which character will we do that on? Uh, his back. Terminator's <sighs> back. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be Terminator and I'll be back. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> oh, uh, I like that. That's, that's, that's well done. Cool, thank you. Like that's my spinoff, I guess. What's your spinoff? Of Terminator? I don't know. Uh, what haven't they already done? You know. I guess. Oh, uh, that's John right. Connor, they, done. Oh, Sarah they Connor done. The, like I forgot that they did the Sarah Connor Chronicles. Oops. Yeah. Um, uh, let's take. Uh, let's take the guy who created God. What's the What's the bad company? What's the evil company in that movie? Uh, Skynet. Skynet. Let's take the guy who invented Skynet and make him like a teenager, and make him like let's do a um ooh let's do a uh what's that movie called what, about Facebook the Social Network the Social We're Network gonna do a Social Network esque film about the guy who makes Skynet Whoa. <laughs> and it's gonna be Joker esque anti hero it's gonna be him delving more into how Skynet starts to go evil kind of like a Steve Jobs film as well you know it's gonna just be has the, he's gonna get more and more tyrannical as he makes Skynet. And that's the movie. Wow, that's so. And it's gonna so... end. It's gonna end with him being like, "I've got a new project I'm working on." His buddy's gonna be like, "Haven't you done enough already?" He's like, "No, this is big." And then the camera's gonna pan over to the screen. It's gonna say Terminator, and it's gonna cut. Cool. Mm-hmm. That overloaded me quite a bit, but cool. <laughs> <laughs> so much information there. Um, um, okay. When wh- you were ooh. when you were talking about Skynet, <laughs> I was thinking like a cool crossover could be like the creator of Sk- the creator of skynet meets the creator of umbrella umbrella corp from resident evil Ooh, nice nice i like oh, that and also meets the creator of whatever it is from irobot <laughs> so it's just a whole bunch of like giant tech corporations taking over the world and they meet each other yeah maybe they met as kids they went to uh they all went to this private school and they all just had traumatizing childhoods and and that's okay. why they do Take what they more. do now yeah I can see that. Cool. Uh, I currently don't know what to take out to put in our new game. Um, so at the moment, we just have seven games available instead of six. Okay. So there you cool. go. And uh, with that note, do you want to move into our intermission time? Sure. Why All not? Right. Let's take it and move ourselves into intermission. Somehow your little games always end up becoming full-on games. So thank you. No us. problem. I, I enjoy having them. You're using your Hanagan. Uh, I, have, me... I have two more, but I'm going to ask you after the podcast. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, you can, why don't you do one more? Because I have to add this in here anyways. Okay. Or, or uh, you can do one or two more if you want to. That's totally Okay. Uh, let's do... Okay. Quickly, Toy Story. Ooh. Spinoff of Toy Story. Oh, you know what? I've already mentioned this one. Sid. I want to see a spinoff on Sid. I want to cool. see a movie well. from his point of view and uh, see what made him so evil and wanted then to get those toys. Mm. Mm. 
that's the movie I want to see. What would you do with Toy Story? Um, I would want to see. Actually, I'm not really sure. Uh, this was difficult for me because I feel like everybody's like we don't need to see an origin per se, but maybe like if we did a continuation like spinoff, like if um if we just saw uh what you call it uh Rex T Rex whatever right whatever his name is like if he kind of just like go yeah just goes off on his own and like I feel like he'd just get into a lot of trouble and just I don't know I I'd want to hear his voice who 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 voices him again um he's a known actor what's his name. I don't remember the actor's name, but I know so, what you mean. He is a known actor. And is it the dude from uh, the Bride one? What's the Bride one? Bridesmaids? No. Ah, Wallace Shawn. Something yeah. Bride. The Bride's... The, the Something of the Bride. The Bride of Chucky. No. The What's the Bride one? The... Uh, the Night of the Bride. The, no. Will you be my bride? Wallace Shawn? Wallace Shawn, yeah. Wall is Sean. Wall Wall Lace. Shawoon. Wall Lace Sean. Uh, yeah, it's definitely this guy, but I just don't remember the name of this. The Princess Bride. That's oh, the one. Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> that horror bride. The something movie. of yeah. the bride. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Okay. Last one. Yep. Harry Potter. Oh well, we've already mentioned this on the podcast. I want to see a Draco Malfoy point of view from the books. Half-Blood Prince to Deathly Hallows. I want to see a one book done from Draco Malfoy, like Draco Malfoy and the something, 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 and the but, and the Death Eaters or something. Okay, so uh, I want to I want to go into a little bit more detail about this because I know how much you like Harry Potter and like the Ooh. movies. So what if the spinoff took place after the seventh movie? Oh, uh, if you did that, then I. Th- I think I would rather not know more about Harry and the gang mm-hmm. and actually just know more about Hogwarts. So I'd probably okay. just have a totally new character go to Hogwarts. Let's say it was a TV show and there's a new character going to Hogwarts and the shenanigans they get up to as they go from the years one to year seven and yeah. uh, just barely touch on the people that are there that we know from the movies and books. I would have maybe a cameo with McGonagall being like headmaster or something and I would have like uh Flitwick and stuff. Some of the characters we would know. Maybe if there's a new kind of filch or something. Like, I don't know. But like, mm. we would have the recognizable school. But that's about it. I would like to keep the rest of it totally separate. Okay, cool. What would you do? I've, um, t- I can think of two and kind of for different reasons. One would be um, Professor McGonagall, but mainly because uh, what's she? What's her name? Uh. Uh, Maggie Smith, yes, Maggie Smith. Just because, like, I I always enjoy her acting. She's so um, good. Like ever since, and she hasn't aged since Hook, by the way. Like she looks exactly the same. <laughs> she does I don't actually. Know, yeah. I don't know how she does it, but so Maggie Smith. I feel like I could I could really enjoy a movie that's just like her in the Wizarding World, um, just mm-hmm. because I know that she would do a good job. Otherwise, uh, like more or less story-wise or just kind of like for kicks but luna lovegood you know she's the one who sees like all these weird creatures because she's kind of like experienced death like at an early age or or something something like that i think i remember um in uh was it the deathly hollows that um like harry can see those weird kind of zombie looking horse like flying horses but nobody else can see oh, them that's the order of the phoenix they're called Is uh oh. nargals is that a narwhal? Narwhals, yes. <laughs> Nar- it's the demon Nar- narwhal. Yeah, narwhal is the horse. Nargals. Okay, so 
Yeah, like he could see them and Luna could see them, but nobody else could see them. Right. And I think it was because Harry experienced death. Yeah, like he's, he's seen death, right? death, then you can see it. Not sorry, not experienced death, but like have witnessed it. Yeah, yeah so you've witnessed. I, I think it's you have to have to see death. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I, I feel like Luna, like we. Do I have that right? We've seen that she she has such a weird kind of uh, like knowledge or vast knowledge oh. for all these like all sorts of creatures. Um, so I feel like that could be like that could have been the replacement for like if we had never had Fantastic Beasts, for example, it could have been her like and her dad and like exploring through like all these different lands and seeing all these different kind of beasts and creatures and stuff. And it's like and it's her taming them <laughs> or just like her befriending all of every single possible creature hmm. it could it could be kind of fun it could be really like super cheesy but yeah it would be between those two characters so professor mcgonagall and luna lovegood interesting yeah that yeah. is not bad and actually on that note i totally screwed up the name it was a thestral is the horse oh uh, okay a nargle is the one of the invisible things that luna thinks thinks is a thing and her dad thinks is a thing but nobody else believes them and nobody can really see them so that would and be did, kind of part of the show. And does she complain that it like steals something of hers? Yeah, or I think something. She, no, she she gets like spray and stuff, and she's like, "Oh, if I this this gets rid of nargals really easily." And everybody's like, what, "What's a nargal?" You know, like. Oh, I see. Yeah, but I, nah, they don't know anything. They don't. They don't know. Hey, their 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 dad's the one who has the horn of like a exploding horn thing, Snorkak or something. <laughs> Snorkak. Uh, something like that. Yeah, I don't oh know man, the the Wizarding World should cross over with Thor. Or Zeus. Yes, yes, definitely, yeah. Okay, and pause. Are you ready? Yeah. Are you ready to spin the wheel of scum? Yes, click. Spin, nope, nope, nope. Cue music. Oh. On the wheel of scum, we have seven, seven, seven different options that we could choose from. One of them being Pirate Adventure. Second one being I Can't Believe It's Not Better. Third one being Crossover Crossbover. Fourth one, Tit for Tat from Anthemat. Fifth one, Who Wants to Be Scum Millionaire? Sixth one, Swashbuckler. And seventh one, Across the Universe. Ooh, nice name. And those spin the wheel. Click. Oh, it's spinning. It's so exciting. It's spinning. The wheel Are, is spinning. Wait, did you actually add the seventh one into the wheel? Yep. I can't tell because it's, it's too there. fast. Okay, cool. It's because the wheel is spinning. Ah. Let's see what we get. And remember, we cannot do Pirate Adventure because we did Pirate Adventure last time. Oh. Oh, that's, that's why. Yeah. <laughs> we actually got the new one. Did we? Wait, on my screen, it's lagging. Oh, wow. Yeah, wait, we did. You changed we the name. Connected. It's con- Connect the Universe? Well, I first wrote Connect the Universe, but yeah, it's actually called Across the Universe. Yeah, I like Across Universe. Me too. Okay, cool. so in this game, which we just made up today on this very podcast, <laughs> we uh, one of us has to name one thing, no, two things, and the other one then has to connect those two things, and then, as an edit bonus, then that person names two things, and the other person has to connect those two things. So we do two. Oh boy, okay. Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. Why don't you go first and give me two things to connect? Okay, so it's got to be two internet protocols, right? Yeah, it can be two internet protocols of any sort. You know, okay. you know, 192, 156, anything you want. 256. Ooh, okay. Yeah. 604. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, uh, let's say Star Wars and oh. Westworld. Well, as you know, Westworld takes place a long time ago, but not as long ago as Star Wars. 
They say, legend has it, that the Star Wars storyline takes place a long, long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So as boring as it may seem, even though Star Wars is incredibly accurate and did happen, it didn't change Westworld at all. <laughs> Westworld was still created exactly how it was created in the show. Because <laughs> Star Wars, there was no Earth. They never found Earth, even though they speak some kind of weird Earth language. They never found Earth. So therefore, Westworld was still created the way Westworld was. It's boring, but it's true. The universes are connected. <laughs> all right. But as, as a bonus, I'll tell you this. Okay. One of the droids from Star Wars crash landed. <laughs> into a big hole on Earth one time. This happened, I swear. And yep. since it was crash landed in a hole, it didn't get discovered until like way later on when uh, the dude who made Westworld wanted to make it. I can't remember his name. Uh, Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. So then he, uh, when he was walking one day with a cane, and actually he was young, but he had a cane anyways, he found the hole and the droid. And by using the technology he learned from that droid, he was able to then create what became the structural bones to yeah. Westworld. That's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah, nice. I don't know. I just didn't Robert like my Ford. first answer, so I had to amend it. <laughs> it's a, no, your first answer was great. It was very, it's very factual. Okay. Uh, you are gonna... Doctor Doctor Robert Ford. That's oh, who Anthony Hopkins Miss, played. Yeah. Mister Ford. That's Miss Chenandlerbon. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's what you're gonna have to do. Okay. Jurassic Park is in okay. the same universe as Friends. Oh, I thought you were gonna say South Park. <laughs> <laughs> Jurassic Park and South Park. Well, I mean, okay, Jurassic Park and, and Friends. They're in the same universe. Now, how could this be true? Oh, okay. there's one obvious connection right away, actually. Is there? What am I? Who was? Sorry, you go ahead. This is your story, not mine. Oh, I want to know. Okay, well, you'll have to tell me the obvious connection afterwards. Um, because I'm trying to think if there's a character that's. In both no, of them. no, nothing like that. No, no. Hmm. Okay. I think it's just more that my mind was already going somewhere. <clears throat> okay, got it. So, um, okay. so Jurassic Park obviously took place first because dinosaurs, duh, like that was kind of like a thing in the past. Yep. So, um, what happened was during the events of um, uh, Jurassic Park uh, Two: The Lost World, right. when the T Rex gets onto like the rest of the like off the island and into like the main city um as it's kind of terrorizing through the streets it uh it tramples onto the bar of what was then the before central park so whatever it was called before it was the bar that yeah let's check it up what was central central park sorry not central park called when it was a bar uh it was I don't know what it was called. I can't... Okay, we'll look it up later. Anyway, so far, <laughs> was trampled by the T-Rex, and then when they rebuilt it... So even though Chandler and Monica... Or, yeah, Chandler and Monica um, were talking about how it was going to be like stripped and sold and turned into uh, a coffee shop, it actually was trampled in the middle of that. So that's oh. why they for sure had to rebuild it and they turned it into Central Park because after the events of Jurassic Park, they wanted everybody not to be sad, but to be nice and happy and perky. So they made Central Perk. There you go. There you go. May I add an That's addendum? That's it. 
Yes, I would like to may. add Please. a small addendum. It's not a change. I'm just adding on to this a little tiny bit. Yep. During uh, when the park opened, the first Jurassic Park, may I say that across the lands, there was a park opening up where dinosaurs were going to be recreated and word spread across the globe. And a young science boy, Ross, heard the news that oh. some dinosaurs were coming back, decided that day he was going to be a... Oh. What, what's it called? A paleontologist. Paleontologist. A dinosaurologist. Dinosaurologist. <laughs> um, forgetting the fact that they actually referenced Jurassic Park in Friends when he says uh, Jurassic Parka. He's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, anyways, uh, that's my small addendum to your friends. Awesome. Wow, great addendum. Yeah, well, also I great storyline. I like what you did with that. That was smart. Also, bringing in Jurassic Park 2. Come on. Awesome. Yep. Good job. Yep. I went a little bit deeper. Yeah, I would like also, to see I, Jeff Goldblum's character meet Ross. I think that'd be hilarious. Oh shoot, Jeff, I I knew it. I'm like one of these characters is in it. It's not Helen Hunt, but Jeff Goldblum was in Friends. Oh, was he? Yeah, he's in the episode where uh, Joey is auditioning and um, like oh, he's auditioning oh, for a part. I love what you do with that, your feet. I love that feet thing you do. Yeah, and then like <laughs> then they hug and then Joey pees and yeah, that's yeah. the one. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> oh it's yeah. okay. It's okay. You can relax. Yeah. So after the, the life of a uh, whatever he is, a paleontologist <laughs> probably in Jurassic Park. <laughs> yeah. Um, I can't remember what he is, but he's a something. Um, he realizes that dinosaurs are scary, so he decides to be a casting director after that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, awesome. Yeah. Okay. Cool. That worked. I like the new game. Connect the universe. No, yeah, across the awesome. universe. Across the universe. Across cool. the universe. Okay, moving awesome. on to topic, 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 topic number two. Two, two, two. Out of left field. Here we go. Matt Brush's topic now. Anthos, I'd like to talk to you about something I like to call feed. That's it. Feed the beast. Feed the beast. Ooh. Ooh. Have you ever heard about feed the beast? It sounds oddly familiar. But if you I type can't... in Feed the Beast on your computer, you'll most likely come up with a television show, probably from HBO or something, about some restaurant chefs or something. Oh, and that's okay. absolutely not what I'm talking about today. Good, because that's not what I was thinking of either. <laughs> so I only really wanted to talk about it because, hey, I have a platform where every week I get to talk about whatever I want to, so I'm just going to talk about this. <laughs> hey, it's and David Feed Schwimmer. the Beast. Yeah, David Schwimmer. Yeah, there you oh, go. Cool. That's right. our friend's reference. We've got um, so many. I know. Uh, so Feed the Beast is a uh, it was a group of guys that were making mod packs for Minecraft so these guys were making mod packs and just kind of packing their favorite mods together which is um, for anybody who doesn't know Minecraft is a game awesome fun cool game you probably heard of it Uh, a mod is a modification to a game so it's something that is uh, just somebody added more of something and then added it into the game sometimes it tweaks the game sometimes it adds more items to the game or it adds a different gameplay mode or style to the game Okay. Uh, then these guys beyond that are guys that took their favorite mods and would pack them together to make a mod pack. That's what that is in brass tacks. So Feed the Beast creators created their favorite mod packs. They've been doing this for a while and then eventually created their own launcher. So this is a way to go into Minecraft. So you don't okay. even need to necessarily go into Minecraft anymore. Now you just go into Feed the Beast and then find your favorite mod packs and go through them. So I've been doing this for the last like five years or so playing the different, well, maybe longer than that now, actually, since I was doing my Castaway Map Brush stuff. So the mod packs, uh, they, they've been evolving and slowly getting better and better over time. But there's just so much diversity with the different styles of mod packs. And it's so confusing probably to people that don't know Minecraft all that well. But I feel like people need to know that there's so much creativity going on here. Much like um, 
uh, Super Mario Bros and how there were speed runs going on all the time oh, yeah. or people yep. doing level editing. This is another kind of avenue of the same kind of thing. People making different mods for Minecraft and then people packing them together to make some really cool Minecraft packs. So, uh, if I quickly go to the Feed the Beast site, which I didn't do yet, um, they've got some of their more popular mod packs up that we can see. So, one thing that's really popular in Minecraft is something called Skyblock, which is a really... Um, interesting way to play and what this is is uh it takes minecraft and it removes all blocks from the game so it makes it so it's just a clear empty void so it looks like it's okay. kind of floating in the sky and yeah. then they put one dirt block where your character is on um oh that's not true one dirt block which a tree has grown on top of and you're on top of the tree and that's how you start the game <laughs> so cool. it's it's really interesting because then you now have to challenge your brain okay how do i survive how do i keep playing you know yeah. And uh, it'll tweak the game so there's new things you can do. So maybe now when you break wood, you get um, a silkworm. And then you put that silkworm onto the leaves of the tree, and then that can give you string. And then using that, now you can start to maybe make some blocks and stuff, and then get those blocks going so you can build out a platform, and then now you end Whoa. up going off to build everything you have. So that's one way of playing. It's got really popular. You can search up Skyblock anywhere else people really like that. Uh, another one that is a spinoff that's kind of come out now is called Stoneblock. And in this one, every single block is turned to stone. So every single block in the whole world is now stone. And there's a nine by nine of empty blocks. And you're in the middle of that. So you start in the middle of just stone. And then you have to just start building your way up. So in that one, you can break stone. And when you break stone, you get little tiny pebbles. And with those pebbles, you can do more things. And it just builds and builds and builds and builds until you start your world that way. So um, you can kind of see where this goes. People can start to make their own sort of uh, escape the room sort of scenarios or like different kinds of situations to put people into. Um, for me, I'm such a fan of the movie The Martian. It's kind of similar to that. You, there's now these uh, survival scenarios where like you've crash landed on an alien planet and uh, you have to survive that way. So it's like the Minecraft experience, but throwing you into a survival aspect. So it's got really, really cool because Minecraft is so customizable. There's a lot more you can do with it. Sorry, I'm actually just like I'm looking this up and I'm I'm watching a, a video now. Oh, I don't believe. Yeah, there's there's so much to it. I couldn't. I'm I'm barely scratching the surface with this right now, but it's just so exciting, and I feel like people need to know about it. So I just want to talk about it. Wait, okay. So in Stone Block, yeah. you you start in like a stone like cube, basically. Yeah, a nine by nine stone cube. Actually, I think it's a bit bigger than nine. It might be like twelve by twelve, but it's a uh, just a big stone air cube inside of yeah. a stone <laughs> arena, and then yeah, you just. You are, I think I give given like a book that is like your guidebook, your quest book, and then you can uh -huh. you have to just start breaking stone with your hand. I think there's one torch in the room just to give it light. Yeah, yeah, there's it, one in, torch. Yeah, in Minecraft, uh, if there's no light, then enemies start spawning. So then you also have to be careful on which blocks you're breaking so that you don't have enemies spawning on you and getting in the room. So wait, you start off with a Game Boy, or is that? Oh, is that's his... probably the quest giver. Oh, I see. Some of the quest givers in the game are like different items, and the modders kind of make their own versions of the items. So it might be a Game Boy that just looks at the quest. Oh, I see. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Then yeah, 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 that's right. Because he so, just looked at some sort of inventory or something. Oh. And for, for people that don't know about the Minecraft mod packs and they just play regular Minecraft, I really hope that they do take some time to look into it because there's some exciting stuff. For me, I'm a tech guy, and I really like, uh, I really like computers. So when you go into Feed the Beast uh, Ultimate, the mod pack there, what it does is it, it'll add more of like the tech-based mods and it makes it so you can get to the point where your redstone in Minecraft is not just to make contraptions work, but you're actually working with like computers and trying to do programming and functionalities uh, to maybe, for example, here's something you could do. You could have a wireless receiver in your inventory so you could grab your inventory from your base wherever you are in the game 
But to do that, you have to build all that stuff. So you now have to make a transmitter that's transmitting the items. And to be able to do that, you need a generator to keep that going. And you have to have electricity and power and wiring and cabling and all of that set up yourself. Um, wow. So it adds like a whole new element that's to the so game. intricate. And it's, I know, it's very intricate and advanced. And it makes your brain think like crazy because you have to build all this stuff yourself. Um, and it's like and, backwards and it, problem solving. Exactly. Yeah, it, yeah, it really <laughs> is. Um, so it's there's stuff like that available in Feed the Beast. And I think for a lot of people that are of that ma- mind that want to try that stuff, they should know that this avenue is, is there. And it's really cool. So you can build like full on servers for someone like me. I think it's really interesting. And you can build servers and server racks and all stuff and put them all into the game and actually have it working for you. So <laughs> I think that's pretty cool. Fun. That does sound really fun. I, I like... Um... I, okay, like so, I don't, I still don't know Minecraft that well, other than you know all the explanations that you've given me about the game, <laughs> and like I've seen maybe like a couple clips here and there. Um, but like normally when you play Minecraft, you just start in like a like like a world, like it's not necessarily a blank canvas, right? Like there's there's an environment that's already prepared for you, right? Yeah, yeah. And there's then, like um, something like twenty biomes, and they're randomly generated, and the whole okay. world itself is randomly generated. Um, so when you start your game your computer literally creates the world for you where you start in the game and you watch okay. it get created and then you start playing. And then it's just, it's pretty much just up to you to decide uh, from that point on like what you want to build, I guess, right? Yeah, like, exactly. You, can, you no, can go like any route. There's no goals to Minecraft. It's all up to you entirely. So that's why mm-hmm. a lot of people will stop right from playing the game at the beginning because they don't know what to do. They want to be given path and direction. Some, they, they want some direction, yeah, exactly. Yeah, which I totally get. And so if that's your thing most likely minecraft won't seem that fun to you unless you maybe have a friend who starts giving you tasks and goals then you might find it fun uh, mm-hmm. but one thing with modern minecraft is there's questing packs so questing uh-huh. packs then adds that element into it so now it's a checklist it's okay you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta do this you gotta do this um and sometimes they add it into a survival aspect so in one of the ones you might be playing uh they might say okay you now need to make sure that you're getting your five different food groups mm. um and it's it's part of the quest but then it's Whoa. also like if you don't you're going to die so like your character will die so you have to now make sure you're getting dairy and veggies and fruits and all that kind of stuff and and your protein and eating all that stuff as you're playing the game so you can take some of the intense levels that's Mm. something that could be uh, introduced so well into like the educational system i know man (laughs) that's what that sounds perfect it's actually why i say minecraft is a tool not a game because you could use this in an educational sense really easily for kids uh yeah. For example, people, uh, apiaris, so bees, bee, bee guys that take care of bees and all that. Um, okay. Maybe maybe there's a guy out there who's an apiarist who really likes taking care of bees and he likes uh, building his own whatever those beehive things are called. And, uh, you know, he's, he's really into that, right? He's also into programming or Minecraft. Mm. And then he thinks, hey, you know what? I love the Minecraft experience, but I want bees in it. Well, then, you know, they make a mod pack. And suddenly there's a mod pack that's really intricate into the details about how you make bees. And it's all accurate. And then you throw that into Minecraft and suddenly you've got yourself like, you know, it, in regular Minecraft you might walk out and there might be bees or something. You go, okay, cool, whatever. In this version now when you walk in you see bees, you have to take care of the bees exactly like you would in real life. So then it gets really intricate on that. And if you teach that to kids, now they understand what an apiarist is and how they take care of bees. So it's so educational. Whoa. You yeah. know what would be really... I uh, I feel like this kid too uh, like a cool tie-in with like Magic School Bus or something like that. Cause, yeah, totally. Like, yeah, I could see that. Yeah, because like so because Magic School Bus obviously they don't go over every single detail if you watch an episode or, or read a book, right? But they do brush over, or they they do talk about whatever I guess are like the main uh, parts of whatever the concept is that you're learning about. Um, right. 
but I feel like like it's it's one thing to read and watch, but it's another thing to interact because like you're now you're using your brain a little bit more because you're trying to problem solve. So I feel like I feel like that's that's probably what is the most uh, oh that I can see could be like the most beneficial part of it is that um, with these new intricate uh, developments and things that you have to problem solve, you're you're actually doing the thinking for yourself as opposed right. to somebody else thinking for you. Yes. Um, oh, yeah, man, like, yeah, that's people really don't, fun. I think a lot of people don't realize how punishing Minecraft can be, but at the, like, the core game of just Minecraft is already quite punishing because, yeah, it doesn't tell you how to do things. So if you don't know that heating up sand can make glass uh, in real life, you might not mm. know that in Minecraft heating up sand makes glass, right? So yeah. you might have heard that from a friend, and you might have gone, oh, okay, that's how I do it. But if you were just playing the game, that's something you just have to use your mind to figure out. Uh, yeah, <clears throat> but that's exactly how the, the mod packs are. So they might throw you into an environment where now you're doing like advanced circuitry. <laughs> it's yeah, not necessarily cool. like advanced circuitry, but it is wiring and cabling. And if you've maybe got a wire going to two power units, um, maybe it's the wrong power source. You might blow up a unit by accident because you don't really understand the power source. Or maybe, Holy. You, maybe you never got rubber, so you didn't insulate the cable at all. So the cable's not insulated, and then it's going to blow up the power unit, or you have risk of that. Um, or maybe you didn't build it indoors, you built it outdoors, then lightning strikes or rain hits it, and that affects your power units. And then you become the Flash. Then and... you become the Flash. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a crossover game. Uh, um, yeah, so I mean, it's it, it, you're right, it does make you, it puts you into that problem solving. Ah, oh, that's really cool. And to wet anybody's whistles out there, there are a couple of different themes. There's uh, Galacticraft is really popular. So in Galacticraft, you are supposed to be gaining your own materials and resources to eventually build your own ship to then explore into the galaxy. But what's really cool about that is any other game that's about exploring space, you would most likely just, you know, get in a ship and go off into space. That's the beginning of the game. In Minecraft, no, there's like hours, like we're talking a lot of hours of gaining resources to build the ship because you have to build every part of that ship before you can get on it. And then you have to think about what do I need to take with me when I get in the ship? What do I need to take with me on this journey so that I can stay alive and survive? And also, what am, what am I going to need to take to then survive on where I'm going and how do I go there and then eventually adapt to that environment and all that. So there's, it takes all that into account too. So if people like the game No Man's Sky and was interested in that kind of exploring capabilities, that mm -hmm. was already available in Minecraft with Galacticraft. So yeah. it's not like a new, well, I mean, they did a good job and all that. It's just that these ideas are available for these kind of like-minded people. Mm -hmm. Oh man. See, this was, this was never like the kind of game that I would, think about playing per se i think it's probably because yeah like i'm the kind of person who needs direction like i like um yeah. okay so i i don't know if i did mention this in our podcast but i'm sure that i told you that when i was younger like all the games that i played i would always get some sort of player's guide and oh yeah and it, it wasn't because like i felt like i needed the help but it was because like i felt that having the player's guide um and something telling me what to do made the whole experience complete if that I makes totally sense i totally get that it's it's the 100 percenting kind of feeling yeah. that you're trying to get and the, exactly yeah, a lot of people have that that's definitely that's why trophies were so popular on playstation 4 or achievements on xbox 360 because mm. people were trying to 100 percent these games and it gave them more of a reason to be playing them and the satisfaction mm. of beating them yeah yeah exactly so it's, it's a different kind of satisfaction because well i mean with the trophies yeah but like having the player's guide like when I was a kid, I didn't really think of it as like I'm well, it's not cheating, obviously, because like they make it for a reason. They're official. 
But yeah. I mean, um, you don't. You obviously don't play the game in the same way somebody else would if they didn't have a guide, where they're right. experiencing everything for themselves and making those mistakes and learning from them, and that's how they actually get through the game. Um, but for me, it was more just about like, oh, this is what you're supposed to do, so this is how I'm gonna do it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. not like you're supposed to have a player's guide, but the player's guide is officially telling you this is what you're supposed to do, so therefore that's how I'm gonna do it. Like, there's no, there should be no other way that I do this. Right. Um, so I think that's why like some like a game like Minecraft where it's so open ended wasn't something that necessarily appealed to me. But but knowing that I don't know like that extra layer of um, I think it's just like for me as a gamer I also kind of I see gamers can also be synonymous with uh, being called problem solvers if that makes sense like oh, totally same as like somebody using a Rubik's cube well yeah exactly and I uh, mean maybe, maybe you could um, maybe you could attribute a problem solving uh, trait to like maybe anything you do in life I I can't think of anything off the top of my head but when it comes to video games like um, if you're playing, yeah, anytime you have a quest, you're problem solving, like they give you some information and you have to figure out, okay, what are the steps I need to do to, to finish this? Um, or in league of legends, for example, like you're not given information other than like, oh, you have an enemy and you have to kill him and you have to figure out like, what is the best way to do it? Because they're trying to do the same thing to you. They've yeah. got different characters, different skills. They have different items that are empowering them. So what are you going to do to counteract that? And it's like, it's live it's live problem solving, right? It's not yeah. just it's not just about using your skills. It's about using your knowledge and your understanding of the mechanics of the games. Yeah. So I think, yeah, once you, I think if you're the kind of gamer who or person who is really into like, I guess, utilizing knowledge more so in the game and like overall, just like, I don't know, this it's very educational. Like if you like that kind of stuff, then I can see why you would like that kind of game. And that intrigues me about wanting to play Minecraft a little bit more. Oh, definitely. Yeah. And, and when you get into modded styles of playing Minecraft, there's nothing wrong with regular Minecraft. Definitely not. In fact, some parts of regular Minecraft are better. But it, when you get into modded Minecraft, it feels like an entirely different game to the point yeah. where it's it's not Minecraft anymore. But that's, that's Minecraft being the tool. It's the uh, engine of the game but all the content is all entirely up to the mod. So uh, yeah, you're right. Having a questing pack gives those people that power of goals and completion. And I think that's what really got me as well. So giving me a direct goal, like saying this asteroid's going to hit this earth. It's going to blow up in 30 days. Let's put you on this earth and say, what are you going to do about it? You know? And then that, yeah. that gives you something. And then you go, okay, so now I'm playing the game for a reason. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, again, there's nothing wrong with Minecraft. Sometimes it's better because it doesn't have a reason. So you can just kind of yeah. have more creativity, more inspiration, all that. But I love the questing packs. They get really, really fun. And for people like you, maybe that want more of a checklist, there are some mod packs out there where it's specifically about hitting those markers and checklists. Mm. And uh, the mod pack even ends, actually has an end when you finish the last checklist and you complete the whole game. And then it gives you a nice camera where you can uh, video all around your whole world and see everything that you have built and created and all that. But it does have a final final thing for the game and it finishes so cool side note so i'm still watching uh one of these videos of uh so I did, um, no i did ultimate reloaded mod pack episode one old school oh, meets yeah. new school yeah yeah um, so i like I've Ultimate. Been, ultimate's a good good pack um so i've just been playing it just while um while talking but um so it's just funny that like everything in this whole uh, environment everything is pixels everything is in oh. <laughs> cube like hitboxes basically other than like where you walking around to anywhere yeah and then so he's 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 doing a bunch of stuff like nearby the beach yeah 
and the water looks so nice. <laughs> uh, keep in mind, though, okay, so what you're watching, though, is a guy playing the mod pack, but he's also got something on there called shaders. So shaders okay. in Minecraft changes the graphics to Minecraft, and what it does is it adds a new lighting system, and it adds uh, small textures to add, like, details, like what you're seeing. The water is actual oh. water details, like a 3D thing. Um, you'll see that the trees are moving and swaying. Uh, leaves are falling from the trees. The the sky looks like beautiful, and there's so much attention to detail and shadows. Uh, people like love switching back and forth between the shaders and non-shaders. Um, when I'm playing Minecraft, I'm almost never playing with shaders because you normally have to have a powerhouse computer. And also, yeah. it's, it's not the Minecraft I'm used to, and that's just my bias from playing Minecraft for so long. Right. That uh, I'm just used to the classic look of Minecraft. I don't like changing that look. But people love shaders and they love putting them on. Okay, I'm gonna look into how Minecraft water. Oh, I see. Okay, there's the yeah. water from yeah, yeah, regular yeah. Minecraft. I get it. But yeah, one one cool thing, and this probably more appeals to you, is what you can do is you get a group of friends and you normally want to do a land party or something like that, right? And you play something like Counter Strike. You play your Halos or your your uh, uh, Call of Duties or something, um, or League of Legends, I guess these days. Yeah. Uh, well, with Minecraft, it's not as heard of you do a land party with your friends because, again, like you said, there's no goal. What you can do, though, is you play Skyblock and you say, hey, let's all work together and problem solve together. Now you've got something because you're not all just off building and doing what you're doing. You're all together yeah. working on one project. And that's what's like, oh, this is fun. Now, who's good at thinking about power? Who's good at thinking about food? Who's good at thinking about buildings? You know, and then you're now really putting all your skills to the test. Mm-hmm. So it becomes more like an escape the room than it does just. Here's a paintbrush and let's go have fun. Yeah, right. Everybody's got to hone like their specific skills or contribute exactly. in their specific way. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. So cool. just a small world of the things that I like, and that's one of them. I think it's really cool. And uh, if anybody's listening to this that has just played Minecraft and not played mod packs, you got to check them out. There's some really really cool ones on there. Uh, Feed the Beast came out with a beginner's one that's really really good to get into mod packs from the start. Um, don't worry about feeling overwhelmed. They are overwhelming. So take your time with them. And enjoy the confusion. You're supposed to be confused. So, And if you play Feed the Beast for the first time or Feed the Beast Ultimate or whatever it is, tell me what you think of the water. That's all I want to know because <laughs> that water looks amazing. It looks so silky. Well, you can do that to regular oh. Minecraft. The shaders are available for regular Minecraft as well. In fact, if you want to see a good example that PewDiePie just did a Minecraft video. Well, I say just did. It's probably a month ago. But he did a Minecraft video where somebody suggested he put shaders on it. So mm-hmm. he put shaders on his game. And uh, you can see the reaction I think most people have. In the first 10 minutes, he really likes it. And he's like, wow, look at this. Look at this. Wow, wow, wow. And then after about 10 minutes, he's like, I'm kind of sick of this. And he turns it off. And, <laughs> okay. uh, and I think that's the general reaction from most people. At first, it looks beautiful and amazing. And after a while, yeah. you're like, it just doesn't work as well as the regular regular style. Yeah. Well, especially if you've been used to the regular style the whole time that you've yeah. been playing Minecraft, right? Yeah. Definitely. Um, so I just wanted to mention, just we were on the topic of uh, League of Legends, because I forgot to mention in the news, but uh, we're currently going through Worlds right now. Um, like Le- League of Legends, uh, like World Finals. Like oh, okay. G- global. <laughs> gotcha. So recently, uh, was it? Recently, Team Liquid was the last North American team, and they were kicked out of Worlds just before quarterfinals so not not too bad for north america we don't usually make it that far i think cloud nine is the team that usually makes it like at at most to quarterfinals and then like that's it but north america usually just like 
in general, they they never compare to uh, to the European or the Korean, te- well, the Asian teams. So, and I just wanted to make that note. I'll try to update as the podcast goes on because um, the worlds will be taking place over the next like couple weeks too. So, to tie that in, actually, yeah. Cloud Nine uh, has their own Feed the Beast mod pack. <laughs> oh, cool! Yeah, I've seen. I just didn't know what Cloud Nine was, but now that you mention it, so it's a team of guys, I guess, from League of Legends, but they have their own Feed the Beast mod pack. They have to play. Well, they're not just. Oh, I see. Cloud Nine Minecraft. Uh, Cloud Nine isn't just. That's a different logo. Oh, uh, maybe it's not the same thing. It could be some other company then. Um, oh, I'm sorry. No, no. This is I has Cupquake. That's a YouTuber. So I guess that's not the same thing. Sorry about that. I thought that oh, was. I, see, I, I has Cupquake. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Cloud Nine. So like, yeah, with most of the esports teams, that they, they don't just stick to one game. So like Cloud Nine. Um, what else there? Cloud Nine, TSM, Team Liquid, and uh, well, uh, I don't know, Clutch Gaming. All these teams, like they have a League of Legends team, they'll have like a Call of Duty team or something, or like a Counter Strike team. Um, I'm sure they have like tons of other stuff, but uh, I wouldn't be surgeon if there was some sort of like Minecraft addition to the to the team. I don't know, Luke. They probably do. I've seen I've best. seen a few League of Legends things that then melded into Minecraft. So yeah, like who can mine the best craft? But anyway, yeah. So that's that's my news. Cool. All right, yeah. Anthos. Well, that's my topic. So, moving on, I guess. Well, uh, thanks where for your audience... topic. Oh no, no problem. Where can the audience find you? Well, if you want to find a me, you can find a me on Twitter at Anthos One. That's at A N T H zero Z one. If you want to find me, you can find me also at Twitter at Mapbrush Gaming, or you can see me on YouTube at Mapbrush Gaming as well, where you can find this podcast in video format. And then you know you can like watch it with your eyes. But if you want to use your ears, you can totally listen to the podcast on any podcast platform that you choose. And if you want um, to watch it with your mouth, good luck. Just try it; it's going to be difficult. Uh, leave a comment or a like or you know a review or something. Let us know what you think about the show. And uh, Anthos, I believe you have something you want to tell the people. When in doubt, try a different method. Try a different body part. Try a different mentality. Try, 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 try. And if trying doesn't work, just do it. Nike. <laughs> <laughs>